Hello and welcome to Against Austin, an Against Me podcast. I'm Dwayne and I'm here with my friend Austin. Hey, how's it going? Very excited about this. Yeah, it's going pretty good. So uh, this is just kind of an introductory episode. We're kind of going to explain what we're doing and kind of give like a mission statement, I guess. Uh, Basically, uh, Against Me is my favorite band. And uh, my friend Austin, we were talking one day and he was like, I I I never... uh, I never really listened to them, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And uh, yeah, so so that's so you. Have you ever heard any Against Me song? So I think at some point I'm aware that they're a band, right? And I'm aware of who the you singer don't is. In the goddamn Woods. I mean, right, right. So I, I I know that they're a thing, but I maybe on like um, a playlist like like that I just came up or like when you randomly generate based on a song that you like or something okay. like that they they had to have come up at some point but i could not if you played it for me right now i i couldn't and didn't tell me who it was i couldn't i wouldn't be able to point it out not a chance okay. All right. never so. never <laughs> ever and i listened to a lot of music and but i just that that was a band that never yeah never really crossed my radar and it just it just went i just kept going now you're gonna pull me back. Right. Here right. we go. Well, and and for me, probably like one of the most important bands, like for me, getting into music. Uh, uh, as I got into college, I like the first Against Me album and the first couple Propagandi albums, like were uh, really really influential on my uh, just sort of mindset at the time and and the kind of music that I would become a fan of. But uh, I would say I heard Against Me for the first time, I want to say like 2005, 2006. I wasn't like an early adopter. Around like the third album is when I would have got on board. So I hope... Um, How old were you? I hope that's then? okay with people. How old was I then? Yeah. I, so I, in 2006, I would have been... I would have like the summer of 2006, I would have just finished high school. And right. I remember seeing them at the Warp Tour that year. That's, I think that's when most of the important bands in my life kind of hit me. I think that's like a sweet spot for most people. Right. Is that yeah. like you're into high school, going to whatever you want to do next, because not everybody has to go to college. I'm a believer yeah. in that. Uh, but that, that time in your life and your development, you really stick to it. And that, I mean, that's, 20 years ago for me to age myself but <laughs> like i i i always was one of those people who were, who were like i'm never gonna stop liking new music i'm never gonna stop right. discovering new music and then at some point like in my late 30s i was like god i really i stopped liking new music <laughs> it's, it's, it happened. Yeah. and it was yeah horrifying so i'm hoping that this is also like an exercise that i can take advantage of and go back and learn about a musician maybe not a like a current you know like they're creating yeah. their first works right now, but they have this entire library that I'm completely dumb about. And I, you know, I it can right. pique my interest in a new group. That's my hope. But if I don't like them, I'm also going to just tell you that. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that, that, totally I, think be, I think that would be great. I would love that. Now, the listeners, I don't know, but I would love it if every week we just came on here and argued for an hour. You're like, this sucks. This is, like a, <laughs> this is shit. Austin and Dwayne's and I'm just takes. like, oh, actually, these is like the most, like, I used to listen to this by myself and like, you know, like tear up in my room. This is like some of the most important songs I've ever heard in my life. And also say it's fucking bullshit. Get it out of here. <laughs> so I would love that. I, I, would, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, well, we're we're not going to break up over this. This is not going to be like, oh yeah, Dwayne. Well, no, because I really do, I don't I'm I like and I don't take like music stuff personally. That is one thing that I wanted to. Well, before we get into any stuff with against me, there's one thing I just want to say. Um, just in case, I feel like this should go without saying. This is a podcast about to ban against me. Just in case, there's a lot of really fucked up shit going on right now in Texas and all over the country with transgender bands and stuff like that. And so we just want to send out like love and support uh, to our trans brothers and sisters and, and, and like, Hey, everybody, why don't you just, if you got a problem with like what somebody's doing in their life, why don't, instead of that, you just go fuck off and just go away and shut the fuck up. Because people know their own bodies better than you, you fucking shithead. Yep, absolutely. Anything you want to add to that? No, I, I just, I find that people that that wage these kind of wars have got a lot of problems of their own, and they you should focus on that and fuck right out uh, of people that they find different or scary. Uh, and I, I just think that it's it, it's heartbreaking that it's happening, and it's also just heartbreaking at the speed that it's happening and in in the the scope. And I just. It, it's sickening and you know what there's i am as supportive as i can possibly be you know if anybody needs help and listens to this or or needs any sort of support i'm always open for that i know that that's that's uh a, quite a platitude coming from a couple of podcasters but yes i trans rights are absolutely fundamental obviously this is this being a show about this band in particular this is the fucking easiest safest space to take this kind of stance but i just wanted to say something just on the fucking off chance that you're listening to this and you don't agree with everything we just said just go do something else don't listen to this there's i'm sure there's plenty of podcasts that talk about whatever the fuck you want to hear about but we're not going to do that nope nope and we're not going to change our minds on that uh we will we'll change our minds on music and things that don't have uh consequences on people's real everyday lives but on on this one i'm i'm as firm as i could be uh and you know geographically we're coming to this from different places you know that that i also think is in unity yeah austin <clears throat> is from you you are, from, are you, don't you live in new york city yeah i mean you live I'm, in like brooklyn or what yeah, dude for, that's for yeah, 20 so, years <laughs> so that's the kind of guy that we're, you're dealing with everybody i i'm a good honest working class person from rural North Carolina. And uh, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a degenerate Yankee lib up in yeah. Brooklyn. I Listen, I'm, I was born in Louisiana. I lived there for until I was 12 years old. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. Know that. I'm from Louisiana. Okay. And I set out on my own at 12. No, uh, my parents moved us to another state. Well, uh, okay. So the first thing I just wanted to say right off the bat, and I kind of touched on this a little bit. I'm not like an expert on this band on like music in general i've never been in a band to be honest with you i've never really like had much desire to be in a band 
It's not really my thing. I like to listen to music and talk shit about it with my idiot friends. And that's kind of what we're here to do. <laughs> that's it. That's the agenda. There is no agenda. <laughs> I am also yeah. not an expert. I, I also even, I mean, I even go as far as to say I hate the the good tastes, you know, like, oh, that person is good. No, you just have your tastes, right? And you think someone else has good taste when they have the same taste as you. That's that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> so I'm not like an arbiter of good music. I, like I, do, I, like. I Well, I will meet people occasionally that I'm like, well, they do have better taste in music than me, <laughs> you know. Uh, I never think that. Acceptable. Well, well, I was a big uh a new metal guy uh in my younger years so but uh we'll get into that another time <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh okay so yeah i just want to say like hey don't get don't i'm not gonna sit here and like fucking break down like uh technical fucking aspects of stuff because i don't know anything about that at all I just want to talk about like how I feel about these songs that I used to listen to a long time ago. Uh, so yeah. Now the second thing, the second thing on the uh, agenda here, and, and and this goes right along in terms of uh, me not being an expert. And I think Austin, you're, you're going to feel the same way about this. Uh, I, I don't know what is or isn't folk punk. I don't, I don't care about that. I don't No offense to any folk punk bands out. Well, some offense to a lot of them because they're not any good, but no offense to the good ones out there. I'm not, we're not going to be arguing on this show about like, oh, well, about what is or isn't like folk punk. Don't get mad at me about that. I don't know. I don't folk punk to me is mostly people being really pretentious about some of the most unlistenable music that you've ever heard in your life. Uh, and, and again, no, no offense to, to the good folk punk bands. I know Austin is a big local news legend guy. Uh, so, uh, so and shout out to them, but they're good, but there's a lot of folk punk bands and you know that you're not, come on, you know what you're doing. I, well, and we've talked about this. I, I just think, I think like the the micromanagement of genres and subgenres is the most ridiculous thing, and it just it gets it gets into these like really niche corners of music, and people feel really really special that they're in a small group that I, I just I don't like that kind of fandom really bothers me and I just think genres other than it being like a radio station uh, you know or a playlist right. that has a specific some sort of genre tying it together I don't really care about labeling music as one type of music or another I totally agree with that and I think the other thing is like the reason I wanted to bring this up on this episode is because I have followed this band online for a long time and these kind of discussions about what fits into what genre, what is or isn't punk, what is or isn't folk punk is, has haunted the online discussion about this band for as long as they have existed. And so I just wanted to say like right off the bat, we don't care about that and we're not going to get into it at all. No. And if you want to message me and tell me about folk punk, Feel free, but I'm probably not going to read it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, again, I, getting back to this, this is for me anyway, this is like innocently and blindly 
hearing a band for first time and going through their entire discography. So I don't want to get caught up in, like you were saying, chord structures and technicalities and what because well, i don't uh, know what the fuck any of that means i, I, I don't either but i, I, tell you. I think it's for it for me as a listener of podcasts that would bore bore me to tears i'd much rather just talk about like the reaction and the emotion and the right. feelings absolutely i love i love music i can't sing i'm not coordinated enough to play an instrument and i and i'm just too self-conscious to ever like go out in front of people and perform so yeah uh i'm not even really good at podcasts and this first one i've done but uh i I feel like you can get away with it easier on podcast you can you can be not good at podcasts in a way easier than like you can be not good at a band because like if you're a shitty band you're going to be like playing in a bar and people are going to be like yelling at you here like hey if this is not good then that's your problem I dare say that I I dare say podcasting has actually got more uh, DIY than most punk bands. Like this is the genre. I'm not. Hey, that's (laughs) Austin. I think every folk punk band out there is super DIY and great. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's that'll be my one hot take for this episode. The next thing I wanted to get into is so the way that we're going to do this is we're just going to be reviewing these albums one at a time, one per episode. uh, And we're going to do pretty much everything. Uh, There there, there are going to be a few rare songs and stuff like that that we're we're not going to get into absolutely every song they've ever recorded, but anything that I think is important uh, to listen to, we, we we will fit in somewhere. Uh, so, so for some episodes, we may have a few songs attached to the album uh, just as like extras or something. I'm not hundred percent on that. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but the thing I did want to say is that we are going to do it slightly out of order uh, for two reasons. One, I think, the first episode, we have to do Reinventing Axl Rose. That's the biggest album. That's their most important album. We have to start with that. And also, like, I want Austin to like this band. So I, <laughs> I want so I want to say, here's Pites again. Let's make you strong. I don't want to say, do you want to hear this EP that was recorded in a basement uh, onto cassette? And there, it, there's not even real drums. Check this out. Like he's gonna go, hey, I don't want to listen to that. So I'm try. I want him to like this band. So we're we are gonna cover most of the early EPs. There is one we're gonna skip because it is truly just unlistenable. Uh, the production is just terrible. So we are, but we're good. So the first episode we're gonna do re- reinventing Axl Rose. The second episode. Uh, we're going to do their first self-recorded album. <laughs> then we're going to do the crime EP. We're going to do the acoustic EP. And then we're also going to do uh, the disco for the breakdown EP. And that'll be episode two. And then from there, it'll just be in the order that it came out. And we're going to do everything. We're going to do the live albums. We're going to do the demo albums that Fat Records put out in the late 2000s. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much how that is going to go any uh any thoughts about that no i'm 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 putty in your very capable hands uh. <laughs> yeah so so basically what what we're going to do is we're each going to listen to the album a few times and sort of take notes and uh and we'll come on here and sort of just give some generic thoughts 
we'll go over each song. We're not going to do like super detailed breakdowns, but we are going to like make comments, make some comments about each song, right. uh, at least on the early albums, I think is important. Um, and I'll try to have like quotes from the band at the time, what they had to say about uh, the albums and that kind of thing. And then we'll end it with what we thought was the best song and the worst song on the album. Uh, and depending on some of Austin's choices for worst songs, this we may not make it to all the episodes. It's, he's, he, you know, he could mess up on episode one and that's it. You know what I mean? If he, if he comes on here and he's like, I thought walking is still honest is bullshit. I'm going to be like, all right, well, let's, we'll let's see. Just, <laughs> this experiment is over. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> all right. So. The first album is Reinvented Axl Rose. And one thing I know about you is you hate Guns N' Roses. I don't love Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I, I am, I, uh, I have a complicated relationship with Guns N' Roses. I, I did not like them when I was growing up and they were at their peak. And I had Even a November rain. Yeah. I just, I had, there was a, there was a girl that I went to, middle school with and she was obsessed and she was really obnoxious and i think that my feelings for her have have like transcribed over my feelings for okay. guns and roses i like i like axel's politics you know I, I don't have a problem with that i just never got the band i don't know no. if that's good or bad so i'm not i'm not i'm not, I'm not agreeing he, or disagreeing he's, he's with that. he seems he seems like he's got decent takes on a lot of things but um yeah, I just, I was not a fan. I remember sitting through that November rain, uh, you know, video and just being like, God, this is not good and really long. So <laughs> just, they were never my okay. band. Well, I didn't have good taste. That's young, an opinion though. to have. I don't think I, I did not have very good taste as a young person. Like at that point in my life, I was listening to complete garbage, but then I got older and I tried it again and I was like, yeah, this still doesn't fit. This is still not for me, but I, I don't, I, I would say I don't well, hate them. I don't hate them. I, that's, I, I reserve, uh, there's, there's other bands that I really just absolutely despise that I would put much higher than Guns N' Roses. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, well, my trajectory we'll get into, but uh, I did love new metal a lot. Like I was a big, huge Limp Biscuit and Linkin Park guy. Uh, and then, and then I would say like maybe 2004 or five, it seemed like, okay, this kind of thing is not cool anymore. What, what else is out there? And that's when I started getting into like, uh, punk music. So, so I, I think the, the new metal to folk punk pipeline is, is an extremely real thing. That's interesting. That I wouldn't have seen coming. So I think. Well, I think. Well, I think so many listeners are going to be emailing in, and we don't have a show email, but you can you can tweet at Austin and say, "Hey, I grew up and I love Limp Biscuit, and now I'm a huge Apes of the State guy." So, so many people are going to be doing that. I guess the next thing I want to talk about was Austin. What was the first concert you went to? Like not without your parents, like you went and go, I'm going to go see this. I, I I can drive now. Oh man. You're going to make me lose all my credibility right off the bat. Oh, I'm, oh no, no. I'm going to come off way worse. So go all ahead. right. So it was a concert. Um, oh God. It, <laughs> my first concert, I remember going to on my own four bands played. Um, so okay. I'm going to go 
God, I don't even remember the fourth. I just remember there were four bands. It was the headliner was Bush. Okay. All and right. before them was no doubt. And okay. then the it wasn't the opener, there was the second opener were the Goo Goo dolls. Okay, what year is this though? Uh, it would have probably been 97. Okay, 98? that's not that embarrassing. That's a pretty good lineup for 97 uh, let me let me just double check because i gotta when was bush's first <laughs> that's album like 2002 okay but 97 that's that's not bad i mean i was i was in high school what year did this uh no what year did that album yeah that album it must have been 96 97 okay yeah yeah Oh, that's way less embarrassing than what I'm going to say. Did you go? Did, did you go to any uh, did concerts like growing up, like with your parents? Yeah, I did. Anything? I saw. I saw. Um, what did I see? Oh, I saw. We saw Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Okay. And I saw uh, Fleetwood Mac without Stevie Nicks. So I went to my, with my dad to see both okay. those shows. I really wanted him to take me to Steely Dan, but he, I think, he was smoking a lot of pot and he didn't want to. Take I uh I was told that I was at a Leonard Skinner concert about three weeks before I was born. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, you win. I don't think I was I was in my mom's stomach uh, at a concert. Maybe. Uh, so I can only imagine what that was like. But uh, the first <laughs> the first concert I went to, like I remember with my mom. My mom took me and my brother was to see Leanne Rhymes. Do you remember her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was obsessed with her when I was like eight years old or whatever. <laughs> and uh, and she took us. And what's weird is I still have like really vivid memories of that show. Like not necessarily like the songs, but like us walking around the arena, hanging out like by the stage, like before the show started and, and that kind of thing. But uh, the first concert. Okay. Technically, it's the Warp Tour, right? Okay. I went to I went to two Warp Tours before I went to like an individual band's concert. And the but the first like okay, I'm going to go see this band in right. concert just for would this have person. Been, right, it would have been uh, Taking Back Sunday. Well, nope. do you not do you not know Taking Back Sunday? <laughs> not that well. I know they exist. This is again in that, okay. that realm. Okay. Well, well. Okay. Like Let me tell you. Christian something. emo. The rock? Peop- the, no, they're not. E- they're not Christian. I don't believe they don't sing Christian songs. I just heard Sunday. Uh, title. But the people that listen to this that like uh, against me are not going to be happy that I'm like, oh, I love Taking Back Sunday. Nope. The the. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It does have an against me connection because. The co-headliner on that tour was Angels and Airwaves, uh, which is Tom DeLonge's band that he did after Blink-182 about space. Uh, and the drummer for that band eventually became the drummer in Against Me. So do you have any like uh, like any interesting or weird concert stories? Anything like that ever happened to you? Mm, I haven't had a ton of like weird concerts. I've had some interesting ones. I, was in, I went to go see Rage Against the Machine and... Raging Suspicion, I can't remember who opened for him in Philadelphia. And at the time, there was like a police commissioner in Philly that was part of the like, don't let Rage Against the Machine play in the city because they're, you know, anti cop. And that was a big thing. This was like, this must have been in 99 or 2000. And the place got 
rowdier and it was a big event it was in um it was either in the spectrum or the event the it was one of the two bigs either hockey uh i think it was the hockey arena so i think it was the called the first union spectrum at the time and i mean people were throwing stuff on the stage people were just like trying to rip the seats out of the out of the floor like oh, yeah. bolted down. i mean it just got there was a vibe there was an energy and i think distance from that has also probably made it a bigger deal than it was at the time like right. i remember right. it bigger but i i remember going there and i was just like this is like insane what music can make all of these mostly dudes let's be honest uh, <laughs> like really just get them ramped up and i was feeling and i was like right. ah, and i wasn't even very political at the time and i was just like yeah <laughs> and i just remember that being a really unique experience I, I think once since i've been in new york for you know 20 years I don't really go to a lot of big shows because there's not a lot of big venues here and usually they're not any interest. So I get to see a lot of smaller venues and smaller shows by, you know, bands that I've never really heard of, but I'm like, Hey, let's go see a show at this place and check it out. And that's always fun. And, you know, it's cool when you see somebody really early on and then they sort of blow up and go crazy. I mean, blow up. None of them are billboard artists. This is, this is the kind of hipster responses. <laughs> <laughs> New Yorkers are the worst at concert. They don't dance. They don't sing. They just like stand there. Now that they got phones, they just stand there and record the show on their phone. Nobody oh, gives yeah. a shit. You were at a concert, man. Just enjoy. They're, they're fucking weird here. Like, I'm like, dance, have fun, sing along, like get rowdy. But everybody just like stands there. They're all afraid of being too cool for being at a concert that they're already at. I don't know. I don't get it. I, yeah. I hate it, though. I went to see Rancid and I want to say like 2008 or nine. And it was in a really shitty bar and um, it had a really low ceiling and the like um, equipment like was hanging from the ceiling, like a projector and like the speakers and, and uh, maybe like four or five songs into the show, like right as it really starts going, people like start, crowd surfing and that kind of thing and somebody like trips their foot on like a wire in the ceiling and they got mad and they yanked on the wire and when they did that people just started ripping all the fucking equipment like out of the ceiling <laughs> and and they had to stop the show and Rancid just had to stand there for like 30 fucking minutes while they like imparted the crowd and had to like repair all the equipment. Oh, and they're just like standing there looking so fucking bored. <laughs> and like they had to say to the crowd, like, hey, please don't damage the venue. You know? I love that they have to say it. You have to tell people, please don't wreck our property. In 2008. <laughs> I know. Like, it's not like I went and saw Rancid in like 92. You know what I mean? Like, we, like also, we're all old enough to not be doing this. Yeah, I was going to say, there's not like this is a bunch of young new fans for Rancid. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're going to see Rancid because they saw Rancid in the early 2000s. Yeah. And now they're older and they're still pulling yeah. this kind of shit. Another story is going back to the Taking Back Sunday concert. Uh it was probably one of the most poorly planned concerts I've ever attended. Uh, it was at the Charlotte Amphitheater where they had had the Warp Tour, but it wasn't inside of the venue. It was in the parking lot. They set up a stage with no seating in the middle of July 
during the day because Charlotte has a curfew. Jeez. <laughs> Literally, like, because I got there early. I wanted to be, like, near the front, you know. But it's a situation where you look back and there's just people as far as, as you can see, right? So if you were to say, want to leave and go get something to drink, you are never getting back to your spot. You will never get anywhere near the front again, especially if you're there as a group. You know what I mean? Yep. So uh, literally people are just passing out, just dropping. I caught a girl's head like three inches from the fucking concrete and she was like out. And then when I caught her, she like woke up. And Jeez. yeah, and uh, this is all before Taking Back Sunday, like even comes out onto the stage, right? This is just the opening bands. Taking Back Sunday comes out, and people just go fucking insane. And I know people are not going to believe, and they're going to be like, oh, I went to fucking hardcore shows. This guy doesn't know it. <laughs> people were just like beating the fucking shit out of each other, just like full on punching each other in the face, just like going absolutely nuts in the mosh pit and uh it got to the point where like the security guards started passing out water like just because literally people were just dropping onto the oh, ground yeah. and being like crowd surfed over the barrier and just like thrown over the barrier yeah, that sounds a lot like you you had your own mini wood um and we can talk more about concerts another time i do have an against me concert story it's not crazy but it was pretty cool. But uh, maybe we'll save that for another time. We'll get to that later in the run. Um, I think we've almost covered everything I want to talk about. Is there is there anything that you want to just add? No. Uh, anything you want to say? I, I'm just along for the ride. I'm, I'm excited. I think this is something very different than anything I've done before. And I'm, I'm here for it. You know, anytime I can just hang out with my buddy Dwayne and we can talk about music and it's, perhaps it's, def- agree. it's definitely going to be different because I'm not as interesting as Dalton. <laughs> one of the most interesting people alive. <laughs> yeah. He he's, there's always something he's a perpetual uh, shit show. And Dalton, if anybody is not familiar is by my co-host for a different podcast called, if you catch my grip, I guess the last thing I want to talk about uh, a lot of podcasts don't have rules that the listeners have to follow. And I think this is a mistake. It can't just be lawless anarchy out there. And I know this is a podcast about an anarchist punk band, but it's got to be a civil society here. Like, I do have one big rule that I think all the listeners need to follow. Uh, Please don't tell Laura Jane Grace about the show. She, (laughs) in all seriousness, and, uh, and Austin knows this about me. I am not the kind of person that throws around words like respect or admire easily, especially when it comes to people in the music industry. Uh, but Laura is someone who, whose art, like I truly, truly like admire. And just as a person, someone I think is incredibly brave and that I legitimately respect. So she does not need to hear me just some idiot talking bullshit about her music that she worked really hard on and just me coming on and going like, I don't, I actually don't think that's that good. So just, just, just listener, just me, you and Austin here, just the three of us. Just the three of just, us. Just, just, if, just don't tell Laura. <laughs> don't tell if you Laura. Know, if, if you know somebody named Laura, 
and you want to tell her about it? Personally, I think that's pushing it, but okay. <laughs> but don't tell Laura Jane Grace or, or any, or really, I would say don't tell anybody and against me, but if you got to tell like the bass player, so, I mean, that's your personal thing, but then he has to promise to keep it between you and him. All right. So I think that uh, is pretty much everything I want to cover this time. Austin, do you have anything you want to, you want to plug here? Uh, yeah, well, you, if you want to find me, uh, my Twitter handle is at Austin Agogo. And I have another podcast, as I mentioned, it's called, if you catch my grift and we talk about charlatans and con artists and fake psychics and all the people that are just trying to steal other people's money. And I talk with uh, my, my buddy Dalton and, you know, we've been doing that for about a year. And so, yeah, check it out. If you have any interest in that, it's not it's it's going to be it's very different than what this podcast is going to be but people are allowed to do like multiple things so yeah i was i was on there once talking about laura loomer yeah you were that was a fun Um, episode (laughs) so if people want to check that another laura yep i I don't want to associate i don't yeah i was like let's not no keep them different edit that hey edit that out Uh, next time we're going to be talking about uh Reinventing Axl Rose, which is the first album that came out uh, 20 years ago as we're recording this. And uh, yes, I guess if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Age of the Fever. Don't forget to tell Austin how much you loved new metal and now you are into folk punk. Uh, and specifically mention. Who's that? The Apes of the State and Lincoln Park. We got to get Austin into Apes of the State. If he hasn't heard against me, he's going to fucking love that.
life. I hope you're sleeping well at night while I'm trying to figure out if life goes on without you. By writing a song about you, yeah, I swore I'd never write another song about you. Singing a song about you. Singing a song about you. You broke my heart. I hope you die. You do. I wish I could just hate you. Oh, every single word I said I meant. I hope I die. You broke my heart. Stick a needle in my arm. I know just what I'm running from. I know that I won't tear myself apart. <laughs>